Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. forgiven of your past, of your faults and your failures, how much wind would that put in your sail? To know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and the reason that I can is because I'm loved and I'm forgiven. And you know, they'll rewind the videotape and say, well, yeah, you remember when you did this. Oh, no, I'm forgiven. In God's mind, that's erased. He don't remember. I'm forgiven. Come on, can somebody say Amen. Amen. Well, last week, my wife, she ministered just a powerful message. And uh, again, it just amazes me how so many of you just rave about her preaching and ministering. And uh, that's why we keep her on a short lease around here, because she's just that good. But uh, she, she always does a phenomenal job. And one of the things that she ministered on was just concerning the power of love and how if we're not careful, we'll allow fear to come in. And really dictate how we love. Right? And the Bible says this. That love casts out fear. And that word cast is really a strong word. It means to throw as far as you can. And so oftentimes if you think about it. Those things that we're fearful of. Or things that we get anxious about. It seems as though we try to get rid of them. But before we know we turn around and stand there again. Like how did you get back here? Right? You think you're doing okay and you go to sleep or you're trying to go to sleep and the moment you close your eyes you start thinking about, oh, there you are again, right? And so the Bible says that the force and the power of love casts out fear or throws it far from you. And it's God's love. And so therefore, He can cast it, throw it, get rid of it far beyond what we could even try to do in our own strength. And then we also saw this, that the Bible says... That fear is tormenting. Fear is tormenting. And just in that analogy or the the description of what the, the Bible says, I looked up the word torment, and this is what it's defined as. It says severe or mental suffering. Severe or mental suffering. So that depicts that in regards to the suffering that torment brings, it has to do with my thought process or the thoughts that I think. It goes on to say this, concerning torment, it's agony, suffering, torture, pain, anguish, misery, distress, affliction, trauma. And notice this, it says, and it's hell. Come on, how many of you have been tormented with fear and concern and worry? And it's really hellish to live that kind of a life, isn't it? It's tormenting. And then lastly, in the definition, it says it's torture. It brings affliction. It plagues us. It haunts us. It distresses us. And notice this one. It is bedeviling. Wow, but that was interesting. What's that mean? In other words, we could say it this way. That fear is devilish. It's from the pit of hell. God never desired and designed us to carry cares and worries and fears about our life. And obviously we understand that fear has such a strong ability 
to move or maneuver or really direct the way that we love. Amen? And so just looking at those few things concerning this, the definition of torment, once again it says that it's a mental thing or it affects our thought life, that it's devilish, but also that it's hell. Let me ask you this question. Does God ever send anybody to hell? You might think it's a trick question, but the answer is no, He doesn't. So why do people go to hell? Because they choose to not receive forgiveness. So therefore, when it comes to this love walk or loving one another or having a love affair with people, torment will put me in fear. But the reason why I'm in fear is because I'm walking with some type of unforgiveness in my heart. Unforgiveness, really the root of unforgiveness is fear. Fear of rejection. Let me ask you this. Why is it so hard to forgive? Come on. Ask, ask yourself that question. Why is it difficult at times for us to forgive? Fear. Fear that I'm going to be rejected. Fear that that's going to happen again. Fear fear that it's going to turn out the same way that it did before. Therefore, if I forgive, I open up my heart. I let you back into my life. I give you a second chance. And what if you do that again? What if you hurt me? Because once again, there is pain, there's torment, there's anguish with it. And so once again, many times we find it difficult to forgive because of fear. But how many of you know that God wasn't tormented when it comes to Him forgiving us? And here's the thing. He knew full and well that you and I were going to mess up again. Amen? Come on. You know you pretty well. And I know me better than anybody in this room. And I know that I'm going to make mistakes. And I know that those things that I said I wasn't going to do, doggone it, I'm going to do it again sometime. And I'm going to mess up. But God forgave me and knew me before the foundations of the world. And He knew that I was going to mess up time and time and time again. He knew that I was going to hurt His feelings because of the things that I said. And I use that word loosely. But just hurt Him because I said, God, I wouldn't do it again, but I did it again. And in spite of Him having the foreknowledge of us doing the very thing that hurt the heart of God, God still chose to love us and forgive us. Isn't that one of the hardest things that we have a difficulty with concerning our own lives? Is forgiving ourselves. We look at our lives. Man, I thought I'd be further in life. I thought I'd be doing this. I thought I'd be doing X, Y, and Z. And as a result, I beat myself up. What am I doing? I'm not forgiving myself for choices I've made. Well, how come God is willing to forgive me? Am I bigger than God? If God's willing to forgive me, then I need to be willing to forgive myself. Amen? So, when we get into this this morning, we're going to talk about the power of the pull. Everybody say that with me. The power. Say that with me. The power of the pull. We're going to talk about the power of the pull. I asked the question already. Why is it so hard for us to forgive. We said number one. The root of it is fear. 
But do you know why we find it so difficult to forgive? It's because whenever we forgive, it pulls that person closer to us. Right? What did God's forgiveness do? The Bible says that in our sin we were separated from God, but when He forgave us, it gave us the ability to come close to God. When you're walking in unforgiveness, what are you doing? You're giving somebody the stiff arm. You're keeping them at a distance. But the moment you say, I choose to forgive you, that forgiveness pulls them in. And all we become vulnerable once again to be hurt. So that's why we have such a challenge to forgive. Because when we forgive, it pulls those individuals closer to ourselves. In all reality, unforgiveness is pushy. Right? When you walk in unforgiveness, what are you doing? You're pushing people away. You're giving them boundaries. I'm only going to let you come so close. My unforgiveness will not allow you. It pushes you away. Fear or unforgiveness will cause us to live a life of pushing people away. Come on, you know those people. Maybe it's your relative, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's you. But because of life's journeys and life's experiences, maybe it's been been abuse, maybe it's been heartache, maybe it's been deception, maybe it's been a number of things through the course of your life that have happened, that have allowed your heart to become calloused. And everything about that individual's life repels or pushes people away. I was just talking to somebody last night. We were having a, a meal together and they reminded me of something that I said because I was talking about just a, a relative. And they said, oh, is that the one that, that punched you out? Like, As a matter of fact, she's the one. That's the one I'm talking about right now. If you remember, she was an, an aunt that just put the punching gloves on it. Yeah, well, anyways, yeah. Lord, I forgive her in Jesus' name. <laughs> but she is the kind of person that is just... Mean and ugly. I'm sorry. I mean, she's got such a tenderness to her heart if she ever lets that out and exposes it. And there's brief moments that she does. But all the other times, she's so harsh and hard with her words. In her actions and the way she interacts with people. Why is she that way? It's because over time, she's allowed herself to become calloused. And in that callousness, in that unforgiveness, it has kept people at a distance. Because I'm not going to let you in to where you have the opportunity to hurt me. It's fear. It's unforgiveness. And unforgiveness always pushes people away. Those that want to reconcile. I want to just get back to the way things were. No, you hurt me. We do that all the times in our relationships between moms and dads and husbands and wives. We start to interact. And you let your guard down just for a moment. You, you remember you were mad. Last night you were hotter than a hornet. And you're like, doggone it, man, I'm sticking to my guns. And then the next day you start interacting and you start laughing. And, you're, <laughs> and you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm mad. What am I laughing for? Why are we acting friendly right now? I'm mad. And what do you do? You change your countenance. Well, and you get mean again. Why? Because for that brief moment, they started to come in. You started letting them get closer. You're like, nope, nope, I'm pushing you back. I'm mad right now. Right? 
Now, I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about you because I've counseled with you. No, we're all that way. Whether it's me as a pastor or it's you. Or the words, those hard and harsh words that we speak. And oftentimes, we know what we're saying before we say it, right? You get to a, pushed into a corner and you think, well, I'm, I'm getting ready to unload. Oh, you keep pushing. Keep pushing. All right, I'm going to say it. And when you say it, what are you doing? It's like that low blow. And what does it do? It pushes the person back. Because you're hurt. You're choosing not to forgive. Unforgiveness always pushes back. You know, go sleep on the couch. Tonight, go sleep in the other room. Why do you push them out of the bedroom? Because of unforgiveness. Doesn't make it right. But what are we doing? We're letting unforgiveness rule and dictate. Why? Because of the fear that is associated, the torment of thinking, you hurt me. And I'm not going to let you hurt me. Therefore, I'm going to hurt you. Can anybody relate to what we're talking about this morning? We're all there. You don't have to be married to understand these things. You know, I was just in Tulsa a couple weeks ago. I mentioned it to you that I went to our our, uh, Bible college's homecoming, and it was my 20-year reunion. And uh, every time that I go out there, I meet with a friend of mine that I uh, went to school with, and we always get together and get caught up in old times. And so as we're talking, we're just kind of relating. You know, we were in our mid to late 20s back then, and here it's 20 years later, and so you can put the math together and identify how old I am. In fact, I was talking with a woman the other day, and I was telling her how old I was, and she's like, I can't believe you're that old. I'm like, well, thank you very much. I know I look, I look pretty young. It's all right. I married younger. She keeps me younger. So that's 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 the trick to it. But nevertheless, amen, <laughs> hey there you go. <laughs> but as I was talking with him, this particular friend of mine in Bible school 20 years ago was such a guy full of life, always laughing, always smiling, always cutting jokes. He was a people person and just had a genuine heart for people he's he's got nations in his heart and and he's went all over the world and just ministering the gospel at different times but as i sat across the table from him this a couple weeks ago he was a different guy and as we began to talk he began to share with me just life struggles in the last 20 years he married a woman that just he fell in love with and thought that he was going to live the dream. But all through those 20 years, she's had back problems. And surgery after surgery after surgery and has not gotten better. And so as a result, he's had to caretake his wife when she's laid up in the bed most of the time over-medicated on pain medication, therefore really doesn't have much or good interaction with his wife. He's having to raise his kids. He's having to do the housework. He's having to do the dishes. He's having to cook the dinner. And at the same time, he was working one job full-time and he was starting his business on, on the other side. And he said, for the last 15 years, he says, I've been working so much. I've been working 80 hours a week. He said, my kids don't even know who I am. And he said... You remember I told you that I went to the doctor yesterday morning? I said, yeah. He said, the reason why is because I am so stressed out that I am, I, I'm just not able to, to cope. And he's acting like he's getting ready to have a nervous breakdown. 
He says, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And then he goes on to say this. He says, I just hate people. I said, why? I said, that was never you. He said, because, he said, you let somebody in your life and they let you down. You go to the doctors and the doctors say they're going to help you and they lied to you. He said, they say we're going to do this and prescribe this and all they're doing is patting their, their pocket because they get kicks back, kickbacks from the prescription drugs. And he says, my wife's not getting better, she's getting worse. He said, I've had employees that work for me. They, they stab me in the back and go work for somebody else. He said, I just hate people. He says, you're driving down the road. And he says, next thing you know, you look over and somebody's flipping you off. And you're thinking, what did I do to you? He says, I don't like people. And I said, when did you lose your joy? He said, I don't know. He said, I can't remember the last time that I laughed. He said, I don't watch funny movies anymore. He said, I just exist. Why? Why? Because bitterness had got in his heart. Unforgiveness. And what ends up happening? When we carry unforgiveness in our heart, we start trying to find somebody to blame. It's your fault that I feel this way. It's your fault that I'm in this condition. And I'm not saying that other things or circumstances don't contribute. But if we look to somebody to blame, we'll never take ownership and therefore we'll always stay in the pit that we're in. And God wants us to be free. You see, fear and unforgiveness, the root of unforgiveness is fear and fear is tormenting. If we choose to walk and live this life without forgiving those that have offended us, we will be tormented. And the reason that you'll be tormented because the only way that you can stay in unforgiveness is to keep mental record of it. And we said or saw that torment is mental anguish or stress. And so if you choose to forgive or unforgive or not uh, not to forgive, it only hurts you. In fact, you give your power away to those people that hurt you. And it might have been 30 years ago and they're still pulling your puppet strings. Come on, I'm not saying that there's not reason for us to have been hurt. But God came and gave us the source and the force of love and the ability to choose to forgive. Because love, cast out, throws as far as it can away the hurt, the torment, and the fear that we carry. Can you say amen? Why do we again choose to not forgive? Really again, it's to protect ourselves from that happening again. If unforgiveness is fear-based, then to carry unforgiveness, once again, you'll have to keep mental note. What does that look like? Suffering, torture, pain, anguish, misery, distress, affliction, trauma. It's torment. You know, the Bible gives us a story of a man named Joseph. And if you recall, Joseph was favored by his father. And he had several brothers that were very disgruntled and very unforgiving towards their brother Joseph because of all the favor that their dad showed their sibling. 
You remember the story? If you don't remember, go look up the stories. Joseph in the coat of many colors. You remember that? <laughs> and so as a result of the unforgiveness that they allowed to be rooted and build in their heart, this bitterness that just began to grow, remember what they end up doing? They pushed him in a pit. Remember we said unforgiveness pushes people away? What did they do to Joseph? They pushed him in a pit to get rid of him. Let's not deal with him anymore. In fact, they were going to kill him. But I believe it's the oldest brother said, well, let's just sell him. So he was sold into slavery. He went into Potiphar's house. God started to bless him. But then that wife of Potiphar, man, she just had it out for Joseph. She tried to seduce him. He wouldn't give in. So she runs and blames him for trying to rape her. And Potiphar, he has to throw him in prison. And thinking, here we go again. Get pushed in the pit again. Somebody's bitter heart pushes me away. And then he's there in the prison. And then he starts to find favor again with, with those that are in the prison. Then if you remember, there's the, the baker. And then there, there was the, uh, the butler. And he interpreted the dreams. And he says to the, the butler and the baker, he says, Now when you go back to the king, he says, Remember me. And they didn't. They pushed him away again. And then you know that God restored him when finally he went and interpreted the king's dreams. Remember that? And he was in a place of honor. But if you recall, once again, he didn't get bitter. He had the opportunity to be tormented with the thoughts that stemmed back to his childhood. This all began when my brothers pushed me in the pit. You know, again, those tortured souls, those people that just allow themselves to carry bitterness. Maybe that's you today. It's simply time to let it go. To give it to God. To allow love to cast it far from you. Now, I've got an example that I'm going to share with you. If that's okay, give me just a moment. This is my bow. It's not the fancy kind like they have today. This is probably this is one of my first purchases that I made as a young teenager when I started working. So this is probably close to 30 years old and still like it, but it's not as fancy. But think about it for a moment. When it comes to a bow and arrow, I'm going to knock this in here. It's been a while since I used it. All right, now, I'm gonna, now this we're we're getting rid of this building. So if I shoot through that wall, we're going to be okay, right? Somebody, we got some drywallers. You help me patch up the hole. All right, all right. So I'm going to give you a display for just a moment. Here, here is my bow and arrow. It's a weapon, and let's just see how it works. I don't remember it not going that far. I didn't go. Very good. Try it again. <laughs> Can't even make it to the wall. Well, what's happening? I'm not putting in the effort. What am I? I'm pushing. This was never meant to push. It was meant to pull. 
Therefore, there's power in the pull. I can't accomplish anything by pushing with something that was designed to pull. You weren't designed to walk in unforgiveness. Therefore, pushing doesn't work in your life. You were designed to be people and creatures of love that walk in forgiveness. And in that is the power to pull people towards you. And therefore, it's been a long time. Okay, there we go. So when I pull it back, it's hard. Come on, sometimes it's hard to forgive, isn't it? But in the forgiving, there's power of the pull. And therefore, in the pull... It's designed to do what it was created to do. Right? If you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians. Thank you, dear. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're talking about the power of the pull. This is a love affair that God so loved us and because He loved us and forgave us, pulled us toward Him. If you'll allow this to be your life story of walking in love and forgiveness within your home at all times, it will allow your home to pull your family together. If we as a church that love God, love people, and love life, it will truly begin to set precedence within this community. See, we've just been practicing here where nobody knew that we were over here. Now we're getting into a new building where people are saying, Hey, we've, we've been there. We, we know that place. We can see you. We've got the opportunity to truly walk in love and walk in forgiveness and express the love in the heart of God to where we begin to pull community into a church that says, we love you in spite of who you are. Faults, failures, mess-ups, we love you. Come on, the power of the pull. Notice what it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Notice these words, for the pulling... Down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish and uh, punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Notice those words. There's three different things that it says. Remember, we said that fear is tormenting and it has mental anguish. Notice what it says here. Let's read it backwards. It says that you're going to have thoughts. And if you don't do something with those thoughts, it's going to keep on moving. And those thoughts are going to turn into arguments. Well, I know I should forgive you, but I don't want to. I know I should, but I don't want to. You remember what you did to me. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I don't want to. I know God expects me to, but I don't want to. Arguments. And if you don't do anything with the thought and the argument that comes, notice what the Bible says. It turns into a stronghold in your life. But notice it says, the weapons of your warfare have the ability to pull down. What is that weapon? The greatest weapon that you have as a believer is the weapon of love. And therefore, if you'll choose to forgive, it will pull down the strongholds in your life. If you experience some things going on in your life, maybe take some personal examination. Is there areas in my life that I am choosing not to forgive? And if you'd identify there are, then just make the, the adjustment, the hard adjustment, 
and allow the love of God and the unforgiveness to pull down the strongholds in your life. If we'll do that, we'll see the power of the pull and restore families, restore our nation, restore the church. Why? Because of a love affair and the power of the pull. Amen. Let's stand. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I really want to challenge you this morning to take that personal examination. There are so many things that are disguised at one thing or another, but if we'll peel back the layers of that thing, that issue, that thought, we just might find that the very root of it is unforgiveness. And actually have allowed fear to dominate. Allowed fear to direct our lives. And really have not allowed love to work. The Bible says that fear is tormenting. Therefore, love is liberating. You know, oftentimes people think that God is pushy. God is pushing me to do this and do that. And church is nothing but do's and don'ts. Now, God has never pushed you into conformity. God has always pulled you into transformity. He's wanting your life, your mind, your heart, your family to be transformed into the likeness and the image of of God's design come on that's why we exist is to love people love God and love life let's make 2017 a goal to passionately pursue God and people with love I want to pray a prayer just a prayer just to commit and concentrate our hearts our lives and release unforgiveness. And if that's you, maybe it's a person, maybe it's a, an experience. When I pray, you can just hook up with my prayer and release it to God. And allow love to cast it far from you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person right now. Under the sound of my voice or even those that would be listening online. I thank you, Father, that love has the power to eradicate to erase, to remove the hurt, the burden, the weight, the pain of the past. God, I do realize that there's things that have been horrific. There's things that are unexcusable. But God, right now, today, we choose to lay that down at your feet. God, we have not been able to change things. We have not been able to make things different. We have not been able to justify ourselves in the moment and the time in the years that have gone by. So God, we lay it down at your feet and say, God, we know that you make all things new. And that love sets us free. So God, we ask right now that love would fill and flood our hearts. That it would restore and set our minds at peace. 
torment, you have to go in Jesus' name. We will not fear. We'll not walk around with our guard up. We'll walk wisely and circumspectly, but God, in the name of Jesus, we will choose to love. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life